Life Cycle Show presents The Bare Minimum with your host, Brian Anthony Guatney, also known as Bare Cycle Brian, the unofficial Bethesda Fallout and Fallout Community News, by the fans, for the fans. All right, welcome everybody to the bare minimum. I'm your host, Brian Anthony Guatney, or also known as Bear Soccer Brian. And this is the bare minimum podcast, the official community spotlight and news for the Bear Soccer Show. Today, we have an awesome guest. We have Bundy Cut with us. So, Bundy Cut. Hello. <laughs> so, real quick, um, in my head, you're a big Crash Bandicoot fan, right? I'm a big Crash Bandicoot fan, indeed. <laughs> The only way I could you get <laughs> the uh, the Bundy kind of got me, but also the yeah. logo that you have. I was like, oh, he's a Crash Bandicoot fan. I love Crash Bandicoot. Oh, yeah. That's that was like one of my favorite things to do when I was younger is try to smash through all the games, all those crates, man. And you get done 100 <laughs> levels. <laughs> never, I never could get all the boxes. Never could. Oh, really? It's a pain, especially in like the first Crash Bandicoot game, which just take me ages. Actually, I think it took me a year <laughs> on and off, of course, but, you know, well, we, we bought the remastered one um, and we have it on switch and for PS4 oh, yeah. and we love, you know, jumping in there and getting frustrated. My favorite levels are like the polar bear chasing or the boulder. Chasing oh the, the yeah. Opposite. It's always like yeah. the one way camera and you have to like, there's no stopping. <laughs> yeah. Those are some yeah. of my favorite levels because I don't know. They're Indiana Jones esque mm. with Crash Bandicoot. So, have you played the uh, new Crash Bandicoot game at all? I have Crash not. Board? I have not. Oh, I pre ordered it a while back. It's still sitting at yeah. GameStop right now. So, I need to go oh, pick man. it up. I know so this, this COVID life has got us all not able to go out as much as we'd like to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about COVID. I, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, COVID. Who's that? <laughs> oh shit, that virus thing everyone's on. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So this show is, you know, it's unscripted, as you know, and so we just like to talk about um, Fallout, really, because it's probably my favorite game of all time, my favorite game franchise, and um, and so here recently, Bethesda decided to surprise us with a Thanksgiving update for um, Still Dawn. Like, have you got into Still Dawn at all yet? I played a little bit of it. I did the first like two quests. So basically, the last quest I did was when I was in that reactor place with the scribe, like doing mm-hmm. things and killing mole rats, and then that was yeah. about it. But um, I did the bunker stuff, which was cool. Yeah, that's yeah. The, I think that's what I, when I jumped in on um, the night it, the night after it came out. Um, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go unlock the shelters because yeah. camp, camp building is my favorite thing. I'm going to get that out of the way and then I'll jump into the story later. Because from what I've heard, it's actually a pretty short DLC. And so I don't want to rush through it. I actually want to enjoy it. I actually rushed yeah. through Wastelanders and like, I feel bad about doing that. So, Which uh, I wasn't surprised because like on the lead up to the DLC, they were like, yeah, this isn't Wastelanders. Don't expect Wastelanders length. I'm like, okay, it's going to be like an hour or two probably. Yeah. Which is fine. I think it's a good though, like with the Brotherhood coming in, it can be that introduction to like obviously we know there's gonna be more things coming into Appalachia, but um mm-hmm. this is gonna bring obviously the enclave's gonna get sparked up because of that whole rivalry there and stuff. Yeah. Um and uh we're gonna see a lot more stuff I think come yeah. out from it. But like I said, I haven't done my due diligence the past couple of um weeks we've done 
the bare minimum and research different things. And I actually haven't even read inside the vault for this week. Yeah. The new one comes out tomorrow or Tuesday, I think. Well, luckily for you, I didn't either. Okay, so. good. good. So I don't feel like an idiot now. So, okay, cool. So um, <laughs> we'll just talk about the stuff that we do know about. And yeah. um, so shelters, like, have you jumped in and tried to create I, I built one and then about five people intruded while I was building, even though I locked the door. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been all right. It's been quite cool. I love how you can like freely place certain items and stuff like that, which is yeah. nice. Kind of like in Fallout 4. Yeah, I like the no snapping, uh, how you can turn snapping off and actually yeah. move your stairs to one side of the room. And even though stairs don't make sense because it's a one floor thing. But <laughs> thing in this yeah. little tiny bunker basement thing. <laughs> The only thing that's frustrated me about this specific shelter, it's the it's like the storage room. I think the vault storage room is what we yeah. get. I think. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I, the, the hatch is cool, but I wish there wasn't. The thing is, when you jump in through the hatch and you exit, you're exiting through a normal door. So I'm like, give us a normal door to enter this area yeah. as well, not just a hatch. <laughs> I thought it was like I remember watching a stream back um back like a few months ago when it first came to the PTS mm-hmm. and they had like a vault door and I was like, Oh, that's perfect. I know exactly where to place that. Yeah. And then it was like this little tiny basement cellar hatch thing, and I'm like, I have no <laughs> idea where to put this. Well, no I know idea. like I played the PTS for just like a second and um yeah. the vault door does go into the um not the atrium, but I think there's like a vault entrance. But oh, also a regular, a regular door goes into there too. So I think they're gonna, hopefully they'll flesh out the doors and give us more mm-hmm. entrances into these things. Cause I have some really cool ideas for like, you know, um, with Omega, like I want to build an instance interior, like a hotel or like a nice little cool little lounge area, like a bar yeah. kind of thing, you know? So, you know, that's, yeah. that's some ideas that I have and hopefully they'll, they'll flesh those out. So I really <laughs> want to what about, um, do you have any frustrations with shelters that you've seen so far? Like one of the biggest things I've heard across the community is, um, the lack of things you can put into, like you can put so much into your shelter. Yeah. But See, people- the thing is, I think, um, I've, like I haven't seen too much on it. The, the only things I've seen, um, in terms of like frustrations has been on Twitter and I've been tagged in things of like, oh, you can't put a like this certain display case down i'm like Mm -hmm. oh that's a bit strange i don't know why you're not allowed to put display cases down but apparently it's like some people can and then some people can't so i'm not too sure if yeah if it's like just a bug or something or well i do know that we have the joy in this beautiful game to have the people that want to take the fun out of it by hacking the game and um, duping and all that stuff and so i think i do think that the display has something to do with the way the stash box, because there's two different stash limits for the, your camp and your shelter. And so I think that has a lot to do with the fact that people can possibly dupe easier somehow. I don't know. That's just what I've heard. And that is a frustration for me because I was excited to like display all these collectible things that I have, like comic books and things. And what better way to do it than have the shelter, you know, but people are saying, yeah. oh, you can display them in your camp now that you have less budget, but I still want my actual camp to be maxed out budget as well as my shelter to be maxed out yeah. budget. <laughs> but um, that's probably my only biggest pet peeve. So the shelter doesn't add anything to the actual overall camp budget then? 
No, no, no. It's a yeah, it's a totally separate camp budget when you put your shelter in. So, um, so when you go inside a shelter, you'll notice that your camp budget is all the way to zero, and so it starts over in a whole new. Mm -hmm. The basically is like it's just a whole new instance area. That's why they're able to do that, and you're able to. I think it's got. I can't remember the percentage that someone said the other day about what the um, expanded um budget size is but there's actually a little bit bigger budget size with the shelter as well because you don't have yeah. the environment and stuff like that and having all the rendering and all that stuff happening in the background mm. at the same time so but i like the shelters do you have any cool ideas for the shelters that you want to do um, see i've been thinking more along the lines of like machinima aspects yeah. because mm -hmm. um making machinima in 76 the lighting constantly changes and so i'm <laughs> happy to have like a designable interior but i don't need to rely on lighting so much <laughs> yeah so, I, I don't understand I that. that's what i was gonna ask because like, you do a lot of machinimas and um you can actually set up your own studios now inside there and actually have yeah. um i've got cool future ideas for it man that's TV awesome. studios it's fun oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Cool beans. So that's basically all the news that I have for um, 76 for that. What's come out. I mean, um, like, I don't want to jump in and spoil anything. Like, I haven't really gotten that far either. So, you know, our listeners, I don't want to spoil anything with Steel Dawn. I keep calling it Broken Steel and I don't know why. But um, Broken Steel is next year, is it? Is that um, like the thing? Ah, okay. So that's what I know. I've seen Broken Steel somewhere, but yeah. but um. So that's all the news we have for today. So we're gonna jump and take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors, and then we will be right back to talk to Bundycott a little bit more about what he's got going on. Well, hello there, listener. It looks to me like I spotted myself a fellow collector. Now I know I like to collect things like posters and t-shirts and action figures of all my favorite video games and TV shows. And Loot Crate makes that possible. And if you're a fan of this show, I know you love all things Fallout. And Loot Crate has a very specific Fallout type crate. And if you want to take 15% off of your order, head on over to the link in the show notes below and enter Robots Radio at checkout. That's LootCrate.com. Fallout 76 is a prequel to all the other games, and it's our biggest one yet. But there is one big difference with this game. It's that each of those characters is a real person. My dream as a kid and a young adult was like to play with my friends in the Fallout universe. We just kind of enjoy running into different factions, different groups and spending time getting to know them and what can we create outside of the daily grind of trying to get treasury notes and trying to get the gold. When 76 was announced and they said, hey, we're putting out a Fallout game you can play with your friends. This idea that like my wife and I can go run around a Fallout world together and do stuff, that sounds crazy. 
When I first started playing, for one thing, I found the world really compelling. To being able to emerge from the vault 25 years after not 200 meant for a very different world space to play around in. It's strange because I've been playing video games for a very long time. This is the first community I've ever encountered like this. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Bare Minimum. If you're just joining us, I'm your host, Brian Anthony Guatney, also known as Bear Soccer Brian. And we have an awesome guest with us, Bundy Cut. And we're going to be talking about everything that he does within Fallout and just get to know him just a little bit more. So, Bundy Cut, welcome to the show again. Hello. So, tell me, um, what got you into Fallout? Uh... This story, um, so yeah, <laughs> with Fallout, like, literally, I've been into it since I was like, what, 11, 12 or something, whenever the Fallout 3 came out, and like, mm-hmm. I came home one day, I sat down, started having cereal, yes, cereal at 4 p.m., it's fine, <laughs> don't worry about it, and um, I think my mum at the time, like, she walked in, handed me this game, and I'm like, oh, what's this, turned to the back, seen Feral Ghouls, I'm like, oh, fantastic, a horror game. Because we're all because we're all very much into like horror in this household. Yeah. So um I, <laughs> I was like, oh okay, fantastic. I'm gonna get gonna be scared. And so when I turned on the game, I was like bracing for the impact, bracing for a jump scare or something, but I just yeah. you know, I, I I was born and designed my character. I'm like, what in the fuck is happening here? <laughs> but um yeah, like from there I just completely fell in love with it because it was the very first it was the first game ever when I just left somewhere and mm-hmm. the game was like, hey, you can go in that direction, that direction, do whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, so I can just shoot that person? Like, yes. Okay, I'm going to go shoot that person. <laughs> <laughs> you go do that. And uh, yeah, my love just developed from there. New Vegas afterwards, and then obviously Fallout 4, and then yeah. 76. 76 I love as well. But, it's cool too. I, I think I talked to everybody, and a lot of people... Um, you know, a lot of people did play the original fallouts, but me, I didn't have, like I was saying earlier in the past couple episodes, I I wasn't blessed to have a good PC to play games. So I was a console kid. And so my first introduction was fallout three as well. And Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of people were introduced in fallout three and, um, fell in love with what Bethesda did with the game. Um, Oh yeah. Like, um, I did did go back and play the older followers. They follow one and two, Mm -hmm. but like, their style is completely different to what it is now. Like the yeah. openness that you have in their more, more modern games is like, you, I just can't, you just can't go back to the older ones. Yeah, that's so you know? true. It is yeah. so true. Is there a specific memory you have in Fallout 3 that stood out to you that just sticks with you today? One weird one, which kind of ties into Fallout 4 in a way. So, mm-hmm. like, I've always dreamed of making my own little town and i remember back in the day i found this one little tiny street in dc and yeah. it had like this diner and it had this weird tailor shop that was just tucked away and it didn't even have like a marked location on it or anything and um i had like all these companions and i would set them up in this location mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like yes this is my hub this is my town <laughs> 
Fox is in there. He manages the dare. Bloody um, someone else is in the uh, tailor shop. They're now taking over the tailor shop. And uh, yeah, so like that memory popped out immediately when you said that. Actually, that's crazy. Yeah, and then yeah. Fallout Four gave me the ability to do something. Oh, yeah, so and the... like so many people hated it. I'm like, no, I love building my own town. This is fantastic. Yes. Dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes. Yeah, so Fallout Seventy Six, like, um, it was gonna like, it was buggy as hell, and like people that um no bethesda expect that with the games yeah, like like every single bethesda game has always been quite buggy and i would say because it's single player no one really notices but when the multiplayer thing came in that's why it exploded so much is because everyone noticed you know <laughs> it happened yeah happened to a lot of people if it didn't happen to you personally you would have seen the videos online and um yes you know the hate culture nowadays people milk that for <laughs> weeks on end months we- you're a big machinima guy like you love making video game entertainments and um like i've tried doing it with fallout 4 fallout 3 and fallout new vegas but the mods are so detailed that it's hard to do and i think that's the cool thing too with 76 is you can actually bring cast members in to act Mm -hmm. their parts out yeah to the machinimas that you write yeah that's like one of the that was a thing uh the launch of 76 i kept very quiet but I was like, you know what? I see the potential of the machinima things here. I can see how you mm. can make it and very easily. But I don't really want to say it just now until I have a good group of friends to make machinimas with. Because um, right. I was very much in the mindset of this is like untapped material. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's yeah, be definitely. the first to do this. <laughs> but um, other people had the, the idea uh, as well. And I was like, oh, damn. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. It's very easy to make machine in seventy six. Yeah, like I've tried and um, like I said with Fallout Four, I tried to download mods mm-hmm. to help me. Um, and yeah. that was impossible. Like I used Rockstar Editor with GTA oh, and yeah, made some flawed, neat, yeah. neat trailers and stuff. Yeah. But um, I never like I'm not so podcasting is more of my forte when it comes to edit. Cause I don't feel like I have the patience and time to sit down and edit the video yeah. and piece it together. Or like you said, wait on the lighting to be just right in the game. To yeah. Put yeah. Together. I'll just, I'll let the imagination. Take I, uh, like I work in TV and real life. So I'm already used to all dealing with all that. In real life. So I'm like, I can deal right. with that in a game. That's fine. I'll probably enjoy it more because I'm in the comfort of my own home. So I'm not. Right. 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 So, well, you have you have a machinima series called Fallout Quest. Oh no, here we go. Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about that. All right. So, Fallout Quest. Um, it follows these three, uh, these three characters: Nigel Morningwood, Daniel Vankstein, and um, Carla Dune. And Carla Dune is basically like the lone wanderer, and he hired Nigel and Daniel as like companions to go around and quest across the wasteland. And they get up to very weird and odd stuff if you've watched the four episodes. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of weird. It's a comedy series. Isn't it? um, yeah, so like, are you wanting to branch out from there and let that continue to be a um, series? Or are you wanting to make like a feature link? Because I know you've already done the feature link documentary. Mm. Um, but are you wanting to do like a feature length machine uh, with Fallout Quest? I would, uh, with Fallout Quest, definitely not. Fallout Quest is like, um, it's just like a, it's like a hobby series. Like me and my friend Dan, 
we just set a yeah. call and we come up with like a funny idea and we're like write that down and then we write it down and then just like immediately record it and then that's it it exists <laughs> <laughs> it is nice. fun but um, a feature like in the cool. cinema like that proves so much difficulty in itself to be honest like even mm-hmm. like there's the Halloween special of Fallout Quest which was all primarily mm-hmm. in Fallout 4 and that took a couple of weeks to make and that's only 13 minutes long and then right. when you think of a feature length machinima, or like it also ties in with like YouTube uh and how people watch YouTube. Like people never yeah, really true. watch like hour long videos. And so and I've seen that complaint with other machinimas of like that length. Mm-hmm. People are always like, Yeah, this needs to like hook me more or it needs to have something um it needs to be shorter, basically. Yeah. Uh, I've heard I think I heard a good saying when it comes to YouTube is uh um, a guy told me people won't watch one 30 minute video, but they'll watch 31 minute video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so that's like, that's kind of what I've been trying to do. Like, so I tried to, when I started, um, the bear cycle show YouTube channel, mm. I thought, Hey, let's do like a, just all about gaming. Well, then I quickly realized that all about gaming means there's, that's like, that's yeah. so vague and yep. so broad it's like what am i gonna do and so then i was like well let's make some machinimas so then i started to make that one like gta mixed with mlb the show baseball cinema and i was like, machinima and i was like uh i finished that first one mm-hmm. i was like okay this took three weeks to edit this trailer down yep not gonna continue that uh, i'll just leave it as a trailer something cool and then uh when red dead came out and uh they had that cinematic mode I was like, cool, I'm going to make like a Western machine. <laughs> and then that took one episode and I was like, no, nope, too much. And then too when much Fallout 76, came, yeah, too much work for me. And then Fallout 76 came out and then, you know, Ken put out the Chad podcast and inspired me to actually kind of just start journaling my character. And then when I did that, I was like, oh, podcast is the right way to go for me. So man, my hat's off to you when it comes to yeah. the, uh, the details and um, yeah. everything that comes with the machine side. It's uh, machinima is fun, but it does take a lot of work. But but the thing is, like my um, what, like my opinion is exactly like yours, but just opposite. So like, when I look at a podcast <laughs> and like a and like an audio drama, I'm like, yeah, man, there's too much sound. Too much sound, man. I'm not a sound right. guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand that because like that's our whole thing is I like to like the script obviously the 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 um the wording takes you there, mm. but the sounds is what triggers the imagination, you know, like yeah. you hear the crunch and stuff. So that's that's I guess I get in of course I'm a musician as well. So that I guess the sound aspect of it, mm. sound editing and stuff like that comes a little bit easier to me than video editing. Even though I enjoy video editing and things, it's just not as that's not your passion. Come to me as easy. Yeah. yeah, it's not as like you know. Sometimes, like obviously, I'm, I imagine you're this way when you sit down to edit. You can be there, and someone comes in. It's like, are you going to go to bed? And be like, I'm only been here for ten minutes. No. Like, no, you've been here for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I will continue editing until it's done. <laughs> and I'm the same way. Yeah. Like I don't like time. It's something you, if you love it, the yeah. time passes, and you don't care about the time. Yeah. So that's really cool, man. Like. So um, one of the first ways I got introduced to you was through the documentary series you put together on YouTube about the Fallout community. That was fun. What inspired you to put that together? Uh, So like I said, they're like, I work in TV and also study TV. I'm in my final year at uni. And um, 
And cool. um, during the summer, I developed basically it's like I, I worked on this documentary called Witches in Scotland, which was like my first proper documentary thing. And I never knew that I liked making documentaries until I made that one. And I'm like, do you know what? I love this. I don't want to work on like a drama Game of Thrones show. I just want to make documentaries because this is so much fun. That's cool. And um, from there, I made this massive list. Like, obviously, like two pages long of just like bullet points of like documentary ideas. And one of the very first was Communities of Appalachia. And that's all I had was Communities of Appalachia. I didn't know what it was. It was just there. And um, because I think at that point, I was editing this award show. And I was, it was all visual at that point. So I was like, I need something to listen mm-hmm. to. And the Chad 76 podcast, I just, I think it just came up on Twitter or something. And, uh, <laughs> and I literally, I listened to it. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. And then I dived more into the world of 76, like the community aspect of it anyway. And then found all these like different unique groups. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like people need to know about these people. This is fantastic. Yeah. And it was originally meant to just be like this short summer project where I was like, you know what? One video, like half an hour, hour long, maybe. And um, Mm. just highlighting people. That's it. Just a little short documentary. And it just blew up. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, it, it took, I mean, it took off, man. Like what was cool is like, obviously the, some of the best advertisement when you do a project is when you get communities involved, cause they're going to be your, your marketing and things like that. And obviously Ken's going to promote the hell out of it yeah. when he gets a hold of it. So, but it, it did, man, it took off and it was really cool because I was introduced to a few different communities like, um, the AA, you know, through Ken and then, um, like the five O and stuff, but I, there was a lot of them I never even heard of. And then, um, when you like talk, when you interviewed all these different people, it was like, Oh, cool. That is so cool that people just love this game so much that they're really going to adopt the personality of this faction and actually create a yeah. real life role play of it. So that was really neat, man. Yeah. It was like, the thing is I, um, when I was doing my initial research, it was really tough because when, I made like this initial post on Twitter and then Ken shared it and then everyone just kept coming to me and I got so many like Twitter message requests like this is my group this is what I do and I'm like there is so many people I like (laughs) I feel bad because I need to like cut down and be like okay I can only interview about five or six groups in about 40 yeah. or 50 are messaging me and I'm like oh no I feel really bad that thing I think you handled it well though by yeah. you know piecing together at the end people just like giving snippets of like I think but it, it was cool to show I think the way you did it showed there's so much about this game that people don't realize yeah. because all we hear about from from the media and Reddit and different things is how bad the game is how much people yeah. hate the game mm-hmm. but when you see all these 50 60 70 factions of hundreds of people yeah, and you're like, oh man, actually, the game is actually. That's fun. like the sort of hook that I, the um, the sort of phrase that I keep saying to people who aren't fans of Fallout, and I'm trying to pitch the documentary to them. I'm like, well, what do you think of seventy six? And they're like, oh well, you know, it has a negative opinion, blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, what have I told you that it has this massive player base, and people are still playing this game even though of all the bad reception it has, and then they get slightly interested. And I'm like, well. What if I tell you that some of these people are making TV shows and said <laughs> yeah. some people are making podcasts, some people are doing this, this, and that. And they're like, what? That's insane. Um, but yeah, like like you said, like um 
the documentary is just about bringing to light an entirely different side of 76 that not many people really see. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. So we've got fallout for hope coming up um, this month and, um, and you're going to be a part of the stream team for that, right? Yeah. Big old stream team. So what do you have any like teasers or ideas of things that Uh, you're going to be presenting? I'm doing two things. So for Mm -hmm. like Ken is doing and organizing this big variety show, like community variety Mm -hmm. show thing in the 17th, I think. And, um, I am making a special follow quest episode specifically for that, which is oh, cool. very, very funny. Like I, I've had so much fun writing this episode, but I've also <laughs> need to censor myself as well because it's going to be in a Bethesda stream. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of bad words in follow quest. So it's like, I need to tone down yeah. quite a lot. Um, plus, it's, plus it's for the children. And it's all for the children. Oh man, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, like just thinking about like obviously I don't want to spoil it because like one detail, yeah, like, yeah. that's it. Um, yeah, for sure. It's just it's, yeah, <laughs> for the children indeed. Um, but yeah, I'm doing another thing. Like we're doing, a, I'm trying to organize a stream for the fifteenth where we mm-hmm. are doing or I am DMing a role playing session in Fallout in the Fallout universe, which is going to be in a D and D style, which should be really mm-hmm. fun. So are you getting it from D&D books or are you writing it's, your own? It's like a mixture. So like the campaign and world is all my own. Some of the mechanics I've borrowed from D&D, but it's, it's like a mixture of a lot of different things. Um, okay, I'm cool. trying to make it simple because it's only going to be like one session. So I don't want to pure have all these different mechanics and things like that. Right, right. Sorry about that. Oh, That's okay. Guessing. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool though. That's yeah. a really cool idea because I... I when I've heard all the different ideas from different people about what they're going to be doing for this thing, like it's so crazy to me that you can take a video game and have all these ideas. And that's the cool thing about 76. You can do that. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited to uh, watch that. I was, I was tempted to do it, but I've got um, yeah, you didn't to jump it. into the D and D thing. I yeah. Like, but I, uh, we've got, I, I set up a schedule and I was thinking about stuff I want to yeah. do. And um, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stick with my schedule. I don't want to just keep adding stuff on because yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying not to overdo it. Either. I was like, okay, I'm going to do the 14th through the 20th, mm-hmm. but am I going to be like a tentative to each stream? And I'm not going to like um, some streams are just going to be fun Christmas music on loop for people during the day. Yeah. Just to want to just jam out to some Christmas music while they're cleaning their house or cooking. And do I smell like DMCA incoming? No, 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 no. They're all, Supposed to be copyright free. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, to be. it's it's a it's a Spotify list that's supposed yeah. to be good for Twitch. And so far right. I've been playing some of them on, on Twitch and yeah. I haven't gotten struck yet. Oh, so that's that's good. Yeah. So um if they strike me, I'll be like, it's going to the kids, <laughs> y'all. It's all for the kids. <laughs> but uh one of them that I want to do is um I've been playing my I play Minecraft a lot. Yeah. Um but I, I bought the Minecraft um, Fallout oh, nice. uh, textures and yeah. stuff. And so we're going to wander through Fallout 3 and so the Capital Wasteland and Boston in the world of Minecraft and see, see what we can get up to. Now that you see that, I just had a very bad flashback because I used to be a Minecraft YouTuber about seven years ago. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> and my name was Munch the Bandicoot back then. <laughs> and... Uh, 
I had this series called Munchcraft, but the thing is about Munchcraft, right? It was a survival mm-hmm. series where if you die, that's you dead. And I downloaded this Fallout Wasteland map and I put like yeah. supplies everywhere and you had to survive in this wasteland. And I, yeah, that, <laughs> when you just said that, like it triggered that memory for me. I'm like, oh, that was, that's pretty cool back in the day. Good job. <laughs> it seems pretty cool. It, it seems like I jumped into it for just a second to see yeah. what it was. And it's not laid out like exactly like the maps, but there's key, um, monuments yeah. and, and um places from those games is it like instead so of be interesting is it like a mixture of all the follow games or is it like based on one just just three and four three and four um oh no yeah so strip yeah no man yeah. i don't know why they did yeah. that in there. i guess maybe bethesda had something to do with it and because bethesda yeah. didn't make new vegas I yeah. don't know. but it, um, it's cool because then you get the you get the vault boy skins for your minecraft character oh that's nice so, that's good um, some some Minecraft Steve's dressed up in my vault suit, yeah. so that's pretty cool. But um, but that's gonna be one of the nights I do that. It's just gonna be wandering the Minecraft wasteland and seeing what we can get up to, mm. and, um, seeing how they change some of the creatures. Well, that's, yeah, it. that's wonder, really fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting tempted yeah. to download it myself. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> do it if, if you do it. We'll jump in. I'll, I'll yeah. create a realm, and you can. Get <laughs> well, cool, man. Yeah. Um, well, that's gonna bring us to the end of our show. Um. So where can people find you and get uh, in contact with you if they want, maybe if you've got openings for the D&D thing? Um, or if people can I don't have openings for the D&D thing, but um, you can find me over at youtube.com forward slash Bundacott and Twitter the same. <laughs> I also have a new channel platform as well called Pumpkin Dynasty, where all my future documentaries are going to be. So mm-hmm. if you want, if you're a fan of my documentary content, you should go over there because I'm making a lot of cool stuff for that over there that I can't talk about just yet. Um, very yeah. cool very cool awesome well Bunnicott thanks man for jumping on the show and just I chatting with us and, yeah it's been good fun um, yeah yeah it's been awesome alright everybody you can find me uh, Brian Guatney at twitter slash or twitter at under, omega underscore broadcast um, you can also find me on instagram at the bear cycle show or on youtube the bear cycle show thanks for checking in with us and have a great day morning evening whatever listeners and we will see you in the wasteland bye see ya is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. But this isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. 
Hey friends, this is Robots, the creator of the Robots Radio Podcast Network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple of months with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step through the background of the games and the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast, reader, podcatcher, whatever you use, iTunes, Spotify. Again, that's the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, available everywhere.